Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night. Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here, college football analyst, co-host. Uh, of the huddle coach yes all right (laughs) first touchdown of the year (laughs) Bobby Hurricanes yeah you know the name already it's Merced It's the Six Red Cane Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. You see the Six Red Champs, it's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane, that's never still put a damage to the What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go, Canes! This is so this is so weird. Um, so let's let's kind of pivot to to college baseball. I know the Canes obviously yeah. a lot. Yeah. There's been a lot of well, stuff has been going on when Jazz oh. took the week off. Yeah, no kidding, man. I know the one week you take off, everything's going on. Everything's going on. I wanted to talk about it too. What's up, Pokane? Look at you. He's like you said, baseball, and he just shows There's our man here. One of our big time baseball. That's what, that's what he came to hear to some some college football, uh, college baseball. Um, it's so qu- it's so crazy on this roster here. It still shows it shows Norberto down here, but then it says UCF assistant coach. So get his ass off the damn roster, man. Jesus. Wait, Norberto's still on the school's roster? Yeah, it's uh, well, no, this is two four seven. Yeah, I mean that's just you know we're not yeah. whatever is going on over there is whatever not over there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I know the Canes landed a couple of, I think they landed a couple of other transfers. They just haven't really talked about it, but I know uh, the one. Oh, big... uh, Jazz. So I'm looking at this thing. It's yeah. showing 2003 and 2004. If you look at the headers, that's why like Gino is still there. 2003, 2004. Look at the, look at the. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like who? Oh. So like that's why JD is pitching coach, then head coach. Laz is no. Somebody ain't doing coach. their job. Gotcha. Yeah, no kidding, man. It's not, so, it's not the most readable format. Um. So yeah, Jeff, that's exactly what I wanted to talk about. I think the biggest, the biggest name out of all of this, uh, as far as transfers that we've done, is uh, the kid Luke Costello. Out of uh, Wake Forest, he was he was an outfielder for Wake Forest last year. Started started probably eighty five to ninety. Yeah, he was he was a key player for them. Yeah, he, he definitely was. I think he was a left fielder. I know a lot of people are going to knock him for that one blunder that he made against uh, who was it against LSU, right? Yeah, you in the College World Series where he lost it in the sun or something like that. He just made a costly error. Whatever, I don't care. That's not a big deal. Um, but yeah, he's look. He's he's was he was a big time contributor. Hit, 
over 300, had a, you know, a few home runs, four or five home runs, uh, drove in some, you know, drove in some runs. And what's the beauty of it is he's a local kid, right? You played yeah. college, he played his high school ball down here at Westminster Christian. Uh, and so, you know, as a kid who's coming back home, who obviously played for the number one team in the country, was a contributor on that number one team in the country. And uh, I, I think that that's a great pickup for an outfield that, quite frankly, lost, you know, uh, lost a lot there with transfer portal and guys who got drafted, uh, including Zach Levinson. Yeah, Levinson, I think, was one that we, coming out of the season, thought there's a decent shot would be back. And then – Right. But he got drafted. Yeah, no, he – we obviously <laughs> – Missed on that one. It wasn't like a his draft position was not borderline. He was yeah. he was clearly gonna go. Well, like, we were like, well, if he doesn't even get drafted in the top ten rounds, he'll be yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, he went fifth round or whatever yeah. it was. It was doing close. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, the, other, the other, so Chad, important question for you: um, Is it Costello or is it Costello? Because it's double L. He went to Westminster. Yeah, though. Just yeah, <laughs> what, what's what's the move here? It's Costello. It's Costello. it's Costello. So we're not yeah. in a gear day situation. It's Lucas Lucas Costello. Yeah, no, it's not a <laughs> not an Aguirre situation. An Aguirre. <laughs> Just uh, want to make sure, you know. I mean, it's from Westminster. It's adding up here, though. Right. Yeah. No. 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 It's it's, it's Luke, Luke Costello. Uh, yeah, so the kid, um, you know, not everybody is is Hispanic down here, Vish. All right, almost everybody, like ninety nine percent. Castello, you want to say Castello? Castello. It doesn't even sound right. No, it doesn't. That's why I was like, but, but you know, you don't want to butcher the game. Yeah, Again, no. like, sure. I wasn't just being everyone down here. I mean, it's also Westminster, which. Right, right. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> um, Luke, yeah, so Lucas Castello, he's a, he's a big time uh, addition. He's definitely, he's definitely, like, I mean, if you just think one for one, yeah. he's taking Levin's in spot. I don't know if he'll match the power numbers per se, as far as from a home run perspective, but the kid hits, right? He hits uh, over 300, uh, again, on the number one team in the country. So, and that team was loaded up. uh, So I I like that he's coming in. He's obviously going to immediately be be a starter. You've got some guys on the roster. Like I know we all had high hopes for Lorenzo Carrier, who apparently is, is playing well in, in, in the Cape. Which is nice to see. So he's he's uh, promising. He's a kid that we want to see develop and get a little bit better and understand how to hit, right? So there's a, there's a difference between being able to hit the ball 450 feet as blue. I'm sure you know very well that there's a lot of guys that you've seen throughout your career uh, that are come up and that can hit 450 foot bombs, but they can't hit, right? Uh, they no. get lucky. They get lucky, and they run into yeah. one every once every once in a Can't while. Can't hit a good curveball, and it's exactly it's the so scene. It's the scene for Moneyball. It's approach. It's it's the way that he the way he swings the bat. I think he needs he needs help. I, this is why I like so much the Darren Fester move, uh, Fenster move as well, uh, um, uh, to come in and be the, the hitting coach and and the position coach for for Miami now as well. I think that that's a kind of guy that can come in and really help this team as a whole um, at the plate. So I like that. And I think that Carrier, Carrier understands how to hit the ball to all, every spray. Well, this is, this is where it's exactly like the money ball scene when they're like, I forget, they're talking about a prospect, like the ball pops off his bat. Like right. we but then the, the counter to that from Brad Pitt is um, if, if he's a good hitter, if he's a good hitter, why can't he hit? By the way, and I think we're kind of there. Like if he's a good hitter, why can't he hit? He can't hit the curveball. He can't at the off speed. Uh, well, you and, gotta remember, and he's got to develop like, that. Otherwise, he's just it's just not. Gonna... 
He has to. He's and I know that he was one of the top he was one of the top rated players out of perfect, you know, from perfect game and all that stuff. But you gotta remember too, he played in Delaware. Let's let's take a step back and say, you know, he probably was the best player Delaware has ever seen. Okay. I mean, Blue, you could probably say that nice. you throw out a name that played for the Boston Red Sox or something that's from Delaware. I don't know, but you know what I mean. What I'm trying to say talking about Delaware from the college or Delaware high school? No, no, Delaware, the state. Oh, the state. state. Yeah. Look at Clark. He comes from what, Indiana? And he, you know, they said he he was the best high school baseball prospect in ever. What's his name? What was his name? Max Clark, the kid that just got taken by Detroit. Oh, Max Clark, Max Clark. Oh, okay, the kid, yeah, uh, I didn't hear what you said. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the kid, he's, uh, you know, but I heard that like four years ago with Mickey Moniak. Oh, Philadelphia picked him up, and he's going to be the best. And they even had like Joy Taylor comment on him, like, oh, he's the best thing ever. Now he's like walking the dugout. He goes, hey, I'm next to Otani. Yeah, he, well, he's playing for the Angels, so that's nice. I mean, another and an, an, another local kid is actually a starting shortstop there for for the Angels is Zach, yes. Zach Meadow from Coral Park yes. High, who's a starting. Yes, shortstop he is for uh, for the Angels. So, um, and I mean, yeah, so that, that that's what we're attempting to do, but not really staying on topic. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah we'll do position by position, but we'll couple weeks then we'll because we. No, I think, I think he's talking week. baseball. I think he's talking uh, baseball. Yeah, he's talking oh, baseball. He is? Oh, okay. <laughs> So I'll just say from outfield, Costello is going to come in and start, and then the other ones that are back are. are Villegas, I think Jacoby Long has Jacoby a spot Long and Dario Gomez has eligibility, and then Carrier. Yeah, for, those, for those last four Dario spots. Gomez. Let me uh, let me. Villegas. Let me, uh, Villegas is, is one coming back that could potentially yeah. be another starter as well. So, and then what what I'm thinking is I know that uh, I know that Jeff was asking about this too, but. I think we're going to still need some portal help, portal help, you know, and uh, because you got Villegas, Gomez, Jacoby Long, and Lorenzo Carrier. That's it. Everybody else left. Uh, Zach obviously got drafted. Renzo's in the transfer portal. Ian Farrell transfer portal. Gabriel Gutierrez transfer portal. And Caden Martin, who it boggles my mind that these guys, a guy like Caden Martin left, um, you know, because he could have fit right in and been the starting outfielder right now. So I, I think it's just – it's it, you know transfer portal kind of screws things up too if you ask me but uh, there's also and which side you're on yeah yeah but I I would say overall there's an probably you know you got to knock on wood injuries and all that the, right. the outfield's in, in in pretty solid shape because it, it, you're bringing Costello in you got and Castello then on top of that you got you got four other guys that could potentially start and have started quite a bit um, now someone and we'll talk about the infield is thinner. Someone's got a DH. Like, there's issues throughout. So probably one of those guys is a DH. Maybe Carrier. Yeah, you also um, got with his uh, with his infamous uh, uh, range in the outfield. Carrier might be the DH. Well, um, speaking of that, you also got Luca Reyes, uh, who's another uh, another addition. He's a freshman. Yes, um, and Jake Kulukowski as well. So those are two outfielders that that were that were brought in, uh, and you know we'll see we'll see how it goes. There, um, I want to go back up to the top and talk about the catching position. The catcher position. Uh, I know that that one is is one that this this one feels like like kind of the, the probably the weakest. It kind of, it kind of hurts a little bit, but look, truth is, right? If Carlos if Carlos Perez, which is obviously the income, right? He's the starting catcher next year, and and there's there's no one's really been brought into challenge. Behind, him, so it's behind the dish, he's as good as as anybody in the country, if you ask me. Behind the dish, he's a great receiver. 
Um, he calls, you know, he calls a pretty decent game. So I like what he does behind the dish. We saw what he was able to do with the bat this year, right? Kind of his power numbers went up. He's got 13 home runs, which was second in the ACC uh, for catchers. So it, it, obviously his average went down a little bit, right, as the season progressed. But it's a huge jump up from what he did two years ago. So if he can continue to build off of that, then then obviously honestly, Vish, it might not be it might not be our weak spot, right? Might, we might have I, I, the, the, the challenge. The challenge. I think you, you nailed his eval exactly. The the challenge that I have is just the the it's feast or famine too much. His power numbers were really impressive, right. given that like he had no power the year before. Right. So, but he's got to be able to get on base more consistently because that back half of the lineup became a black hole. It really did by the end of the year, um, and. Every it wasn't just him, obviously. He's one player. The whole back part was slumbing. He's gotta be more consistent. He's gotta be able to get on base, like outside of the home runs, which is stupid to say when he hit, I think, 13. But outside of that, like there was nothing else there. And and that's tough when, you know, if I guess if other people around him are able to get on base more, it'll it'll mask it a little. Right. But it got to the point where like, okay, I'll wait for the 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 lineup to turn over to even try to score, because you knew like he and Sour Plates were gonna get out. Yeah. So I, I think, you know, this is an area where, I mean, we'll be okay. It was an area I would have liked to have upgraded. That obviously didn't happen. I, it's not a disaster if he starts, of course. He's, he's fine. I, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's, an, he's an ACC starting catcher. So he definitely it's fine. is. It's he fine definitely is. And I think that we're, you know, and, and it's okay because I'm, I'm like this as well. You know, I, I want a catcher who's going to – I want every pitch, every hitter to hit over 300 to, <laughs> to, to drive in you know, 50 runs. And, and the reality is, you know, most of the players on the team are probably going to hit in the 250 to, to 280 to 290 area. If you can get that out of Carlos the whole year, you got yourself one hell of a yeah, And if you get it consistently, because he started off on fire. Yeah. And I just, I mean, by the end, I mean, not to dredge up painful memories, but him trying to lay that bunt down. Because, I mean, he lost all confidence. Well, he went like, oh, uh, he went like a yeah, 18 no. for 19. Yeah, right? at the ACC tournament and then carried that into the regionals. And and right. and he lost confidence. So how he mentally recovers from that right. will also be big. If he comes into the year playing like that, I I think, you know, Scanlon might get some shots there. Yeah, uh, or A.J. Goida. I know that. Uh, yeah, uh, freshman. I mean, I just generally, even though it's a stupid, because some of them will obviously play and contribute, just like Blake Sear did. But I just never look at freshmen like, oh yeah, that guy's going to come in immediately, even well, though some of them inevitably do. Right, right, and, and not only that, it's uh, it depends on how deep your your team is, and if yeah. we're not very deep, then some of those guys are going to have to play. Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of not very deep, the infield. Yep, speaking <laughs> of not very deep, so blue, you got three guys that came that they came back returning, obviously. A freshman All-American who has potential to be one of the best players in the in the ACC this year, Blake Sear, was the second baseman, may transition over to shortstop. Uh, obviously, if Adrian Santana <laughs> wouldn't have gotten drafted in the first round. Yeah, um, yeah I think, I think he's – yeah. But uh, Blake Sear might make the transition over to his more natural position, which is a shortstop position. Um, and, and you've got – Dorian Where's Gonzalez? Dorian Gonzalez? Is he? Uh, he's back. He's, he's back. back which he is actually why we... had a better second half of the season. Well, he started hitting. Here's here's what I think the misconception is, right? Uh, Blue, <laughs> and you know this. You know baseball is he started hitting the ball. He just hit it right at people, right? So you started to see his approach at the plate was better. Uh, he was able to make more contact. Uh, he got on base a little bit more. His OPS jumped up a little bit as well. So. The only problem is that he was he had a hard time getting on base and 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 
hit, you know, getting base hits. But you're, if you're talking about a kid that made some made some contact, was able to put the ball in play, now he just got, has to find the holes. Dorian could potentially, you know, kind of pr- develop again into a, a nice a nice second baseman. Now you got yourself a really good middle infield because he's a hell of a second baseman. There's not too many great hands. That's for sure. There is the Dorian Gonzalez. So if he can kind of get that bat back uh, to kind of how he was towards the end of the, the year before, then I think that you got something nice with Dorian Gonzalez there at second base. Yeah. Now the question is going to be the corners, right? You've got Jason Torres who's coming back. He will probably be replacing Yo-Yo Morales at third base. And you've got a freshman, an incoming freshman, who's an absolute monster, Daniel Covet, uh, who can who can really swing the bat. Uh, who's a third? Who's a third baseman by nature? But I think that he's going to have to. That's in power numbers. Yeah, he's got some. No, big no, he's he's going to play first. He's going to play. He's got to be your first baseman, right? I, I, unless you're going to flip him and, and have Jason Torres at first and him at third. I mean, that could happen as well. But I, I, I at least at the beginning, I could see Covet being, being the first baseman and Jason Torres being your third baseman. Jason Torres is going to have to make up for those power numbers. Uh, that Yo-Yo kind of left. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to be tough. To, you're not going to be able to match what Yo-Yo did. I get that. But he's got potential to be really, really good. And we saw a little bit of that last year when he got his opportunity in 36 at-bats, uh, hit four or five home runs as well. So um, the only problem is that there's not much depth af- after that, right? You yeah, know? and I mean, we're already talking about sliding. He share played second base. He's sliding over to short so that way That's Dorian can position. start. That's that 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 well, is, but his numbers may, you know, he's gonna have to do more at shortstop, right, Blue? I mean, a shortstop compared to a second baseman. Now, yeah, he hit 17 home runs last year and drove in. I'm looking here, drove in 63, uh, you know, runs. Different defensively now. I mean, he's got to be way on top of the game. <clears throat> right, right. So that's gonna be that's gonna be the biggest difference. Can he make the switch? And still keep those numbers up. That's going to be the biggest question uh, for Sear. Uh, and like I said, that's we, like we, usually taking a catcher, uh, putting him behind the plate after he had like monster numbers as a DH. Right. You know, then uh, you know that the catching is going to take a lot out of him physically, yep. definitely mentally, because he's got to be the quarterback and the, you know, uh, you know, on on the team as far as watching out, calling pitches, you know, checking right. the tendencies of the base runners. So, yeah, no, I agree with you. you Shortstop is a very, a very pivotal position in that infield, because I mean you're calling a lot of the signals. You got to be two, two, three steps ahead of everybody. So, but I think Blake could do that because he's that type of athlete. And I think so once, too. Once yeah, he no, adjusts he and gets, you know, I think once he adjusts to the position and you know feels more comfortable, then he'll. But you could just say you you look at him and you say, well, this is a guy who just needs to be acclimated. And once he's acclimated, no matter where he's at, he's going to produce. Right. Yeah, and I think he'll be he'll be fine. But I think overall, we're having to move him over to get Dorian into his position. We're we're basically taking a a, a freshman and playing him slightly out of position at first base, <laughs> um, all because there, there's like nothing there's nothing behind that though. And I think this is where you mentioned earlier might need to get back in the portal. The infield is so thin. Yeah, though, yeah. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with the first base is the easiest position to we, – We can say that. I guess my base. overall point is we don't really even have a first baseman on the roster, so he's playing it. We yeah. don't have depth at all. Like, well, the, the, everyone, else, everyone else is a freshman, too, that's, that's behind them. Yeah. We, 
when you mean a natural a natural first baseman like a CJ Kafis, that's yeah, that's that's something. That's but there's not a lot. Play. I mean, you look there's at not any, a lot of those anyways. You look at any program, Vish, and they kind of transition these kids to that position. You know, the kid could be a right fielder, but he's well, like six Nick two. Kurtz, right? Nick, Nick Kurtz, the kid from Wake Forest, yeah. not a traditional first base, not a natural first baseman, but he was a freshman. He could swing it like no I guess, other. I guess my my larger point is we got two freshman shortstops. And a freshman third baseman, which we're going to slide over to first, and that is the death. Yeah, no, no, it's it's going to be because it's going <laughs> to be an interesting fall ball. Because we're going to need to, to jazz mention it. We've got to dip back in the portal. Like this isn't yeah. going to work. I think it's so. Not enough players. I know that. Yeah, see, that's the advantage of playing so much in the fall because you can see what you have, and then all of a sudden make that move maybe in you know before the January begins, and you go okay. Let's take this kid. He's leaving Ohio State. He plays, you know, left field and third base. The kid's a good third baseman, and we could use him in left field, and then if need be, third base. So that's what you need because you know college uh, baseball anymore. It's not just where you could play one position. I mean, you know, I mean, because of the fact that the, the draft is so prevalent now and, you know, even the fourth and fifth and the sixth and seventh, eighth rounders are going. Back in the day, they didn't. It was usually the first, second, and maybe a third guy if he didn't really like college. But yeah, I, portals closed. By the way, portals closed. What what you bring up, though, blue is a really, really good point because well, it's jazz. Kind of, jazz entering the portal is closed, right? You can still yeah, entering the portal. You can closed. still exit the portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, no, you can't. Ent- yeah, you can't enter it. Right, right. You can still commit to other schools. You just can't. You can't enter the portal anymore. However, here's my thing. Right, my thing with. You brought up a great point, Blue, is it's kind of just like football. You know how football, there's a lot of teams that play their spring football, and then after that you see a lot of them transfer out again or you see them pick up more players. I think what, what what's going to happen if you look, and I know, I know, Vish, you look at this a lot, right? You look at D1, uh, D1Baseball.com or whatever yeah. a lot. There's thousands of kids that are still in the portal that have not committed to other schools. Someone call Ariel Garcia back. We need infielders. Yeah. <laughs> Get my boy back home. But there's still some really good players out there that have not committed. Yeah. Why? Because they're going to wait. Just like you said, they're going to wait for fall ball to see what some of these teams are lacking, what some of these teams are missing. But that's the climate we're in, Jazz. So, but but I, I, I know it's a farce, but they do have to enroll in school. No, no but they can enroll in school for the, the January. Uh, but what are they doing in the – like are they, are they like They're like like for example, we have several kids in the portal that have not come over. They're all just gonna be at Miami, not on scholarship next year, and like. Well, there's fall around. leagues, Vish, that that these guys participate. No, I know, but the college thing is remember that it's about the academics, not the. Sports. Yeah, yeah, that's we're all, we're like, all very. Like, well, yeah, that's why the guys go there for six months. Yeah, yeah, we gotta, gotta go, go school somewhere. Again. You gotta yeah. go school somewhere. They're still right? taking English one in the in their freaking senior year, so <laughs> they still yeah. gotta technically be enrolled in a school. Or they, I guess, I guess theoretically, they could stay at the school they're in. They could. Yeah, you right. They could still Miami. like like for our kids that transferred out that are still looking for schools they could. They could stay at Miami and, and advance, you know, their past their classes or whatever there, so they're they're eligible. I can see that happening because if you if you don't if you don't go to class in the fall, you're not going to be eligible in the in the spring. True, no doubt. So you got to at least like show up and well, go through the. Yeah, a lot of these a lot of these players might might just stay where they're at as far yeah. as academically, and then just transfer, like you said, in the, in the spring. For, for it's not a good situation for them though, because you want to be well, working out at your fun. facilities at your new school and stuff, but they don't have a new school. What else are they going to do? 
Right. So that that's that's. But I can see that happening, right? Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Waiting, you know, hey, fall ball, and then JD kind of notices. Well, hold on a second. We really need a shortstop because Sears is definitely our second base. Or, you know, whatever the case is, uh, and and Jimenez or Fernandez are not cutting yeah. just yet. They still need to develop. Which, by the way, Jimenez is a really good shortstop. Twenty number. 20. Oh, I think I think from from a quality standpoint, we're okay. It's from a quantity. We have two freshman shortstops, right? And that's the infield depth. Well, Everyone is, else is a starter. Expecting them to be really good right off the bat is it's hard. It's, that's but even hard. if they even if they are, it's still not a lot of depth because we have four starters and two backups, and that's it for the entire infield uh-huh. right now. There has got to be more body count coming in. Yep. Like oh, like like Jeff is saying, maybe they're JUCO something. We just like I don't even like. Obviously, we, they need to be able to play because otherwise, it's the point. But there just needs to be more. Like even in midweek, you want to rest guys. Like we well, don't really our, have our anyone. Juco guy, our Juco kid, who's going to come in and start right away in the outfield, that hit 15 home runs and 47 RBIs and hit 407, um, got drafted in the. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 16th round it was one of the late rounds yeah uh, and he still signed so yeah, that was a that was a bummer that was a big time bummer because that mm. could, he could have come in the yeah it was Wu Yoshin. Wu Yoshin, yeah yeah yep, yep, yep. so big time kid that kid would have come in right away and and either dh just started in the outfield so yeah, that one hurts um but that happens I mean, Tyshawn Walton hurts as well, right? He was another one of the top players in the country. Yeah, but I mean, that one there was like no doubt. I right, feel. right, 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 right. So because so, even even when even when um, when Shin got drafted, we're like there's still probably a good chance he ends up on campus, but he didn't. I, you know, there 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 was rumors out there. Yeah, that, that it might have been. Athlete. You know, there might have been academic challenges. Right. Which at that point, yeah, you're gonna go sign. <laughs> I don't blame him. So. Speaking of uh, that, one so thing- so no, we we have three. Just to answer Pope's question before we get to the oh, pitching, yeah. 
We have we have three. So one's Kuvet, I think is how you say his name, or is it Covet? Kuvet or Covet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. he's definitely gonna play probably at first base because he can either play first or third. Third and Torres will probably play third. Right. So one of them starting. Then we have two other yeah. really yeah. strong shortstop prospects that we that we brought in. Antonio, so that, Antonio yeah. Jimenez and Lucas Fernandez, I think. Yeah, yeah which will both probably at Perfect. some point down the line be starting. That that that's probably one of them will probably end up sliding to second. That'll be our middle infield down the road. But that is actually it. <laughs> so for the whole, those two guys we just mentioned are the only two backup infielders we have. Yeah, we, we need to pick up some so guys. That, that, that's that's the issue. And then we only have two catchers, which ideally like a third because you know they get. Hurt. Oh, we have three. We have three. Scanlon. Oh yeah, we got. Oh yeah, I forgot we got the forgot the freshman. Yeah, Scanlon and Goida, and then uh, Carlos yeah. Perez. Okay. Uh, All right, so we're good. There. The interesting one is going to be is going to be on the bump because obviously we lost yeah. we lost guys like Walters, Rosario, Lecarica, Gallo. Carson Ligon transferred to Mississippi State. Uh, Perez transferred to College uh, of Central Florida, and then the other, you know, some of the other guys they they weren't factors in it. But what I'm excited about is you do get two of your top prospects back from last year after they had Tommy John. You actually potentially get all three with Brian Walters as well, and you've got Ashton Crowther and Miles Cava, who are two big time guys that can come in right off the bat and make a difference on this staff. Now it's hard to again put all your eggs in that basket because they are coming off of Tommy John surgery. But we know Tommy John surgery nowadays is like getting your knee scoped, right? So <laughs> it's unbelievable how, how they recover. And all three of those guys had Tommy John Walters, Crowther and Kava, Kava, excuse me, Kava. So it's going to be interesting to see how they come out and perform in the fall. Cause you want to see them perform well in the fall. I know last year in the fall, I saw Carson Ligon uh, throw really well. And then he had issues all year long. But I also saw Ben Chestnut throw really well in the fall, and he he didn't he didn't do so well either during the season. Right, he had his he had his moments here and there against you know mediocre teams, but against the big teams, you just can't. Yeah, do and Zeal Zeal's another one that um, had a really strong fall, and then they moved him into the Friday spot, and he really struggled there, and they had to move him back down the. He's not the, your the to find, find himself. Yeah, I think this is a staff. So just to list out the guys that are back, it's Zeal, Chestnut, Torres, Cinta, and Rafe. As guys that played a lot, obviously you mentioned Walter, Crowther, and Kavar are back from injury. So, I mean, that's that's a that's a solid base because we'll, I think we'll go through the incoming. They actually, this is a position where they did load up on newcomers. So there's going to be a lot of arms there. And guys that stayed. They didn't. They didn't yeah, guys they didn't, that stayed. So, so, so this is probably one where – you know, it's a little uncertain, but there's enough here to put it together um, and 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 come through. But yeah, I think in need of an ace is probably there's 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 nothing. I think it maybe it'll be you know Crowther at the or or Kava or, or Hernandez. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, or Hernandez is another one. Um, he's, a, he's a transfer from a JUCO, so that means he's got got a little bit more. Experience. But I feel like someone's got to come in and seize that role. I think, and then if that pushes Zeal down a little bit in the that's like the ideal that some of these guys that have been solid for us are not like that's the main guy. Well, right? not only that, be... Now you've got the emergence of Rafe, who obviously, who apparently is doing really well in the Cape League as well. Uh, we saw what he did against Texas. So there's a lot to build off of there. If you have a guy like Rafe as your Sunday night, uh, Sunday, Sunday afternoon guy and Zio as your, as your Friday, as your Saturday night guy, you're talking about a pretty decent, you know, uh, and, and that's, that's saying, you know, Eric Hernandez is your Friday night guy, or we right. got to find that Friday night guy. Right. I, I mentioned him because obviously, you know, he's he's a legitimate arm 
coming in the transfer out of Miami um, Miami Dade as well. Yeah, and that was a big one, the opposite of um, Shin. That you know we thought we might lose him too, but he he has stuck, and so yeah, he has every. I, he'll either I, I think he's almost certainly going to start, um, yeah. and maybe be the Friday guy. I mean, you could also. He's got good stuff, yeah. man. He's a big lefty yeah. uh, who throws, you know, throws hard, 94, 95 miles an hour. He's got all the pitches, and he's, you know, went eight and three in, in uh, for Miami Dade, which is obviously they play in some of the they play some of the best JUCO baseball in the country, and eight and three with a two point eight six ERA, which is nice, um, you know. But then you do bring in they bring in some big time arms out of high school. A lot um, of lot of freshman pitchers on this team that that stuck, yeah. Big time guys like Brandon Oliveira. Uh, uh, Alex Valentin, uh, those guys. And you got another lefty in JT Caruso. So uh, you've got some big names um, that are going to come in and potentially, you know, bolster the, the, the bullpen a little bit. But again, it's hard to depend on just freshmen, right? So <coughs> they might have to bring in an arm an, an or two. Unless you can really rely on Crowther and Kaba, then I think you're okay. Yeah, I think the, I think the medical condition of those two and Walters will dictate if they need to dip back in. If they didn't think they can have all three of those guys ready, then you got some depth because you add Hernandez to that. And again, they're they're bringing back a lot of arms now. I see lost Walters to the big one. Um, lost Ligon, which I mean, by the end of it, like wasn't really even contributing. Um, and then the kind of the other. You mentioned some of the, the other kind of big arm just in terms of stuff is Rosario. Um, yeah. The other ones, I mean, Gallo really and Lecarica kind of battled and frankly helped keep the season afloat when everything, like we ran out of pitching and they they battled. But I think, you know, by the end, when it got to the, the big, I mean, they just didn't have the stuff to 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 really be effective in the postseason. That, that hurt. Um, so, on paper, I mean, obviously Walter's the big loss, but probably more, you know, depth next year. It's just a matter of getting it together. Um, and because I mean, Walter's papered over a lot with the uh, with the. Um... I, by the way, Poke, I made that same mistake a couple weeks ago. Wait, Literally, what happened? He was looking at the twenty twenty four recruiting class, not twenty three. Okay, the big two, oh, yeah, so. twenty three is the one coming the in. Twenty four um, one looks awesome, but that's not here yet. So. Yeah, something might not show up. The problem with it being too awesome is that something yeah. doesn't show on campus. But I think I think there'll be more quality arms they can go to this year. But maybe I mean I don't know that anyone will be as effective as Walters was. For example. Yeah, it's, so it's kind of give and take. Jeff, to answer your question, Brian Walters, yes, he still is in rehab. I mean, I know. I have experience in this because I have had Tommy John surgery. I had the same surgery that these guys had. Um, the recovery process is nine to 12 months. Um, and I know that was when I had it done, which was almost 20 years ago now, about 15 years ago, 16 years ago. So it's been a while, but um, I had it done with the best in the industry. I had it done with Dr. Andrews up in Birmingham. So um, wow, I know look that. at you. Look at this guy you're dropping. I'm name dropping. Because I'm all tatted up, but the, the scar is there. The scar is there. So, um, yeah, this guy. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a long road. It's a long road, but I can tell you what, at like 75%. Uh, hey, you come back. Yeah, I, I was at 75%. I was throwing harder than I ever did before my injury. Uh, so, I think that, you know, it, it, the problem is fatigue. The problem is you know, everything else, right? The mindset, the lo- getting your location down, getting your technique, your your mechanics down. As far as throwing hard, you're going to throw hard. 
but you know, it's not it's not as easy as people think. People, everybody thinks, oh, you had Tommy John, you're going to come back throwing harder and better. A lot of people have Tommy John, and you never hear from them again. More often than not, and so what you got? There's do, a lot of those type of surgeries, yeah. not just the Tommy John. Sure, yeah, yeah, rotator, you, you rotate. Yeah, there's all, all that stuff. You're all that stuff, but even knee know. surgeries and back surgeries and things. The kids are never coming back. Right, but the, See, the not everybody I'm, could be a Henry Rowan Gardner. Well, the the reason I'm mentioning <laughs> that Kaba by you guys. because those three, that's what they had, right? Those three had it: Crawford, Kaba, and and Walters. Did they all have Tommy John? I, I believe all three of them did. Yeah, I know Walters for a fact did. Yeah, no, for him, I was sure. I thought I, I mean, I didn't look into it too much detail. I just knew the other two were quote injured. I, I believe someone <laughs> told me that they did, and okay. uh, so you know they are the rehab process takes a while and usually the first year uh is is your toughest one getting back into it right it usually takes nine to 12 months but can you come in and look it's college baseball so you can come in and you can kind of dominate a little bit so you'll be okay uh wow martin good morning from the insomniac in africa nice to see mr bluestone on Hey, Mr. Blue Snow. Look, man, we'll, we'll let that slide. You're you're up in the. I mean, I don't know. Are there exactly any hurricanes where. coming off the coast? I want to know. <laughs> yeah, let us know what's going on in uh, Cape Verde over there. Uh-huh. No, I mean, we, we don't know exactly where in Africa or what the time, but it is definitely substantially middle of the night for for. Yeah, it's there, probably so. around four or five. Thanks, Martin, morning. for uh, for uh, hopping on here. Absolutely, yeah, Mr. Bluestone. I mean, we'll let that slide. We'll let that slide. The man is bleary-eyed, typing on there. It's autocorrect. We'll let it slide. Yeah, yeah, we'll let it. I used to have one of the kids who uh, played football. His dad used to work off of those oil platforms, and he used to be right off the coast of Africa. And he used to text me all, or, you know, like on Facebook. He would be up at like four in the morning, and he would want to know, hey, what happened in football today? Wait. Oh, Botswana. All right. Botswana, wow. That's pretty awesome, man. It's probably a very interesting story there. Yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate not, you coming not, out. Not, not a lot of hurricane footprint in, a, oh. in Botswana. So. <laughs> a lot of hurricanes, but not not, not the Miami. <laughs> I don't think they get a hurricanes. They form off like the West African coast, but they don't, they don't really hit them. Well, they come in through the Indian Ocean across Africa, and then they – Are they called typhoons boom. there, or when do they – I think so I they hit Asia, in, they're typhoons. Uh, Japan and stuff. Yeah, we'll let Martin answer that. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what we're doing here, actually, to be honest. Uh, Pope, to answer a question, we use D1 Baseball quite a lot for our stuff. Yeah. They do a good job of kind of – it's a premium service we're going to pay for it, to be honest. But it's 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 kind of worth it. They, do, they stay on top of everything and kind of update and sometimes – we learn things about our own team there because they update trackers and stuff like, wait, that dude transferred? Then, like, you dig okay. into it and three weeks later get an answer from someone to the athletic department. Yes. He's, he I left. remember. I remember when we were watching that game, uh, we were in the stands, Vish, and you go, hey, did you know that this? And I'm like, what? Yeah, look, he got on the field. I'm like, what? It's like we still have like three weeks before the season. Well, that was how – that was how – so that was Ian Farrow who, who left, Farrow, right. yeah, Farrow. left before – inexplicably like three weeks before the season and even though he's still playing pretty regularly and it was just in the d1 baseball um transfer tracker like what and so then before the next game they announced i think it was because it was senior day or whatever they announced like everyone that was on the roster not just the starters and like he wasn't there now look listen let's 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 take a step back some of these guys that have not transferred anywhere couldn't could Maybe come back, right? Right? Maybe there was an issue with, and I hate to don't throw don't, this out don't there. tease me with Ariel Garcia, man. Well, but you know, I hate to throw this out there, but maybe there was an issue with Gino, right? Like 
that could very well be a possibility. That That's a good be. point. That could happen. You know, and they're, they're, they're kind of testing the waters and see what's out there. And if they don't like it, come back and play ball here in Miami. Now, now if that happens and you get, and you get back like an Ian Farrell or you get back a Caden Martin or something like that, you're sitting okay because now you got another big bat in the lineup that can come in and, and produce. So, but I, we'll I know, see. you know, only we'll time will tell. It's yeah, I, I think, I think it's going to be, I don't, I wouldn't expect any of that. Well, well, especially I. not, I, I think in terms of like, I would say Ian Farrow, probably the least likely because for him, for him to, for him to, for him to leave in the, like kind of the business end of the season, right before the postseason when he was actually playing pretty regularly is messed up. And whatever happened, whether it was his fault or not, we don't know. But it's hard to go back then at that point, regardless of whether it was a problem with Gino or not. I mean, some of the ones surprised us, right? Like Renzo going in was a surprise. He, he started to play a lot at the end of the season. That could be a guy that could uh, Gabby Gutierrez as well um, started to be like one of the key pinch hitters. Thought he'd have a bigger role next year. He So I think there's some guys in there. As much as it pains me, Ariel's not one of them, did not play at all. So I'd be surprised. Obviously, Caden Martin's younger, so he would have more opportunity if he were to come back. But I feel like he's got more options outside of Miami. But someone like Renzo or – Football. I mean, he was a four-star quarterback too. So, I mean, just a better baseball. But I feel like if anyone will bounce back, it'll probably be someone like Renzo or or Gabby that, you know, there's opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, if someone's going to, like, exit the portal and come back to school here. And that changes things, though, because Renzo Renzo plays first base also. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's no. weird. It's crazy. Renzo plays like three or four positions too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that could All be. All right. Well, that's anyway. enough baseball talk for tonight. <laughs> DJ's ready. He's been falling asleep for an hour and a half. No, I've been good. I've just been listening. Uh, I've been listening. Yeah, Crack the rotation. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, uh, okay. We'll, well, let, let's end on this then, right? Because yeah. we were talking about this a little bit before the show. Um, so, do, and I think we kind of landed on Torres being the closer, probably. Is there what other options? And Cintas definitely not really that type of pitcher. No, but but so outside, if it's not Torres, who is the other? I I mean maybe if Walters is healthy enough, maybe Walters. Okay. Or or Caba or Caba, you know one of these guys. So, yeah. but right now it's got to be Torres. It's got to yeah. be Torres. I think he's earned it. So yeah, and he also he he's his his stuff is somewhat hittable, but he executes pitches. He's not gonna like walk in a run. He's not gonna melt down. He's gonna hit his spots and. Right. You know that's half a closing. And he's good like, for an inning. If he's good for an inning, yeah, he needs so. Yeah. All right, fellas. Uh, next week, get ready because it's all football. Well, we get quotes, man. We're getting quotes out of media days. We're gonna figure out what we can overreact to. Uh, man, you're gonna, you got. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll try to do it. Which, which one of these players is gonna be like? We're going twelve and zero, so we gotta talk about it for like a month. Uh, I'll try to do it from Kansas City, though. I'm gonna be oh, nice. City. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Everyone here's going to Kansas City. Gonna get some barbecue out there. Yes, sir. You know yeah, it. Do the barbecue. Good move. If you got time, do do the Negro League Museum. If you got time, that thing is awesome. Yeah, I might I might try to do that on. on if you got time to do one thing other than the barbecue, do that. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That's that'll definitely cool. worth it. The Jazz Museum too is like connected to it. You can do them both together. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Um. Well, who's now, now we did not talk about that. But, yeah. Oh, football. I was in like a baseball mindset. I'm like, yeah, but who are these Chris, baseball players? Chris like, James, yeah. Malik Curtis, Kelly, yeah. and Mike Michael McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Also. Yeah, we had some some players. McLaughlin probably end up in Indiana. It's <clears throat> where he's from. From yeah, he's from up there, so he's he might have a better shot. So all right, well, all right, peoples. Anyways, next week we will start previewing uh, 
uh, training camp and uh, do some roster breakdowns and, and, and records. Yes, and it's only a few. It's only a handful of shows before uh, before before the season. Before gets it's like the yeah. before it's the the other Miami like the other white meat preview here. Well, four shows <laughs> before the first of the yeah. next month. Wow, <laughs> before the uh, the Miami versus Miami battle. Should be fine. So we'll be ready for breakdowns pretty soon. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Times are ahead. We'll see you guys uh, yeah. next week. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at uh, Six Rings Canes and also check out Buckets uh, this week and the F1 show with the <laughs> oh, Yeah, Buckets, where we really have nothing to talk about. So Melissa's got a new setup, apparently. So we're going to talk about that. Great there show we got coming up. Coming on there. Also, um, I did see Norchad throw out the first pitch at the Marlins game on Saturday, so that'll be about half an hour of content. Oh, God. Good luck. <laughs> it's the offseason, man. We'll see you guys later. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rig Kane Show. Yeah. The Six Rings Kane Show. <laughs> you know. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.